Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Trevor Scott. Oh, I'm a good friend. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought I'd mix it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think we're going to jump straight into our games. And for those who don't know, this is an improv game design podcast where we get random stuff and make games. And our first game, our first game game, game design game, is called Click Picture. And this is where we grab a URL from a list of funny and weird stock photos that we found on a random board panda list. I'm going to paste it into the Discord. We're both going to look at it. We're probably going to laugh because it's going to be weird. And then we're going to try- <laughs> I just saw what we saw, what we did last week. <laughs> to make a game design from it. Last week was particularly strange. Go and listen. But uh, for right now, three to one enter. Here we go. Oh, oh. <laughs> it took me a second. It took me a second. I was yeah. like, okay, what's weird about this? And because then I saw it. Like, okay. It's like a young kid, like, I don't know, seven years old. Yep. Uh, uh, missing a tooth. Sort of missing a tooth. Very the lead. <laughs> big, big smile. Uh, you know, um, head in his hands, kind of leaning forward. Looks like he's uh, had a bowl cut. Um, yeah, yeah. His mum's recently cut his uh, hair due to the fact that we're in quarantine and they can't go to an actual hair salon or hairdresser. Uh, but a woolen jumper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really woolen jumper. We're just going to go into all the details except the main one, um, which is that he's crossing his legs, but like it's as if he has been literally rotated 180 degrees. Yeah, he's laying down on center. his stomach, but his knees are up in the. Yeah, up in the air with one he leg was laying down on his back. It just looks weird. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this is a game of rubber spines. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like. Oh, I kind of like the mechanic of having to like twist yourself in one direction and then untwist yourself to like spin back around. And like whack things or, or like fire back at something. Like you basically do have a rubber spine and, and yeah, you can just rotate yourself around the waist and then let go and spin back to, to attack or something. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm picturing that in a running backwards race, this kid would absolutely kill. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that yes, it is a rubber spine, but, um, your character's, Legs are facing backwards, so the every time that you, as you go to walk forwards like you normally would, um, mm-hmm. the backwards kind of feels a bit cautious. <laughs> if you know what I mean, <laughs> like you're walking effectively walking backwards, whereas yes, walking you backwards have to walk feels awkwardly, like facing forwards, which would be you know as if a normal person is walking backwards and so doesn't have good control or. You have to confidently run backwards walk, <laughs> r- or run backwards, which you literally can't really see where you're going unless you turn yourself around. <laughs> so, I think what happens, because it's, it's a third person controller, when you're running backwards, you run really, really well, but um, the, the mouse- uh, the mouse look only turns back so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of actually now picturing this as sort of a comedy third person action adventure in a way where- because <laughs> I'm picturing now that sort of 
third person view, you're walking yourself forward around, which means your character is staring at you the whole time. Uh, <laughs> unless you, like, use the thumbstick to- And I'm kind of picturing maybe the triggers, depending on how far you turn- like, how far you push those triggers down in each direction, you'll try to twist your whole spine around that way. <laughs> and so, then letting go will, like- f- Unleash you know, an fling attack. Back, <laughs> yeah, like, fling back into uh, into place. And I'm not just picturing attacks. I'm picturing, like, you're trying to buy something at the store and, like, you accidentally let go and, like, fling all the stuff off the shelf because you you can't control your rubber- uh, your your inertia after after rotating around to talk to the cashier. Oh yeah, so hundred percent in like game design parlance, your arms are going to turn into like ragdolls, and it's just going to be ragdoll physics the entire time. Like when you when you Basically, let go, yes, <laughs> yeah. When you let go, it's ragdoll physics. They just kind of the centrifugal force like flings them outwards. I think you can like if you let the trigger off really slowly, like you can manage to do it without being too sort of violent about it. Uh, but that's part of the challenge, right? <laughs> yeah. If you if you need to quickly um, switch around, you know, those arms are going to get wrapped around you sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do they elongate as well, like, as you spin? Like, can we get I th- the force I to think also- we, we actually see the character at a couple of different- different points in their life as they- Oh, um, okay. Hence the kid. Hence the kid. So, you start off with the kid- you know, just running around the playground and doing some basic, you know, arm flinging around and, and I yeah. mean, really, really good at British Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> you just extent. run across just like left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger. <laughs> and you, you're taking out all the kids. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you see as he's a teenager and then as he becomes a superhero in his- His sexually- His awkward first sexual experience. (laughs) (laughs) The hot coffee mod, as it were. (laughs) Yeah, except in this case, the coffee just gets spilled everywhere because he flung it out of his hand because he didn't let go of the trigger hard enough. Soft enough. enough. (laughs) Soft enough. Okay. Um, I think we can leave that one there. (laughs) There's not much else to talk about there. Click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. On the count of three, two, one, click. We're going to click refresh, take those words, throw them at each other, and then come up with a game design just like we did in the click picture. Then Should we do work, a ramped up or? Up to you. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so, ramped up is just a slightly different variation where we get a, an adjective and a noun phrase each rather than just a single word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shall we, shall we do so? Yes, we shall. War Beach. Grim Diagnosis. <laughs> okay. I mean, War Beach obviously just makes me think of, like, Normandy. Yeah. Um, or a equivalent kind of storming the beaches. Mm-hmm. Situation. Uh, we don't have to do World War Two because it's not like there aren't enough World War Two games out there. Okay, I kind of do want to do a World War Two game, but with a difference. Yeah. That. Oh, do you play a medic? Oh no, I was actually thinking it. There's a rip in time, and as as I'm seeing this, these um, Germans that were that were about to um, about to 
to attack a beach somewhere, not necessarily Normandy. Mm-hmm. But as they were about to attack a beach, there was a there was a group of um, like Allied soldiers that were following along, just trying to stop them, and they got pulled into a rip in time, and they end up in like the twentieth, twenty uh, first century. Right. So like modern day, they just show up. Yeah. So basically, on, you've like um, a French beach somewhere. Yeah. And so you've you've got these Allied soldiers that you play that are now trying to find. The Axis soldiers that, um, for some reason of a time dilation sort of thing, they um they weren't in the same place when they when they came out, like and right, now they're yeah. hidden among among due to like like the this movement area. of the Earth around the Sun and the slight difference in time that they went through the time rep. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something like um we know that they turned up within the last six months. Oh right, okay. I was thinking they just turned up somewhere like. Um, physically different, but you're saying, okay, they turned out different point in time. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense too. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of of now, you know, they're sort of hidden among- among. Well, and then they've had six of, months to yeah. assimilate. Six months to assimilate and, and <laughs> just, I'm just imagining- you, you finally track them down and they're just like, <laughs> whoa, guys, what the fuck? Like, what are we even fighting for if this is how it all ends up? <laughs> These people are nuts. I mean- there's <laughs> everyone stuck inside. Like it, it was just horrible. <laughs> it's literally like during the fucking pandemic. They actually caused it. <gasps> they caused the pandemic. <laughs> Those fucking Nazis again. God damn it. <laughs> um, but I uh, know. I, I reckon they could have. Uh, you could have some fun time travel things of you know 1940s uh, soldiers learning about iPads. Yeah, yeah, you've got the whole fish out of water and see no man thing. Yep. It's just, it's even better because it's not the 90s. Yeah, I mean, everything's better when it's not the 90s. Are you playing a, you're playing a squad then? Like how many people and are you playing just one person in the squad or is it sort of a- um, I, I think you get to sort of like select- Like a party-based kind of- Oh, yeah, Bilio. yeah. Yeah, party-based. I do like that. A party-based adventure game would be interesting. <laughs> oh. It's not there, combat, necessarily. It's just there, like- there, there has there has been a party-based adventure game in the past. It's called Maniac Mansion. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. And Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> that's true. At least Day of the Tentacle, they kind of had different- uh, well, they were in different places and had somewhat different skills. Well, Whereas Maniac Mansion, they just looked different, didn't they? No, no, no. They had different skills. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernard was the, the only one who could repair the phone and um, oh, you had, okay. like, some punk rocker who could play the guitar and- Right. right. Um, I'd never finished it, so- that's- And who could also play the piano and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, everyone had, had their own skill that they could actually do. Okay. The thing well, is- you you- So, this is a Maniac Mansion inspired <laughs> game where you play a squad of allied soldiers- Travel and then you could also from- see Thimbleweed Park. Um, you could all- <laughs> you know, there's, there's been a few. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I suppose I was thinking more of a just like- No, I guess that's similar. I guess I just- it's. It, I was thinking of it in the sort of 3D sense like a, like an RPG, so I wasn't making that connection. But you're right. Yep. Well, then this is one of them. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, No, I, rec- I reckon- Distinct you characters. Could, you could definitely have yeah. some- Interesting conversations and, and the fact that, you know, maybe, maybe these guys were actually war criminals and, the, and, 
you know, when when you actually get to the library and you find out that yeah, yeah, they all they disappeared from this time, um, from this time period, they were never actually and, there in the in. And the- then they found out about all the atrocities they'd committed. Oh, they already knew that because they were a crack team of of investigators. But now they now they're trying to trying to find find them in this time period and see that they're oh the Germans were war criminals. Yes. Okay, I thought you were saying the Allies were no, war no, criminals, because no. they were definitely Allied war criminals, I'm sure, in World War II as well. Um, I, I kind of like the idea, though, that they run into, or, like, they, they meet up with, like, modern, as in, like, current-day Germans, and they have to come to terms with, like, current, like modern-day Germany as well, and the fact that they've sort of somewhat as a culture dealt with and are dealing with their past and how things have changed and it's hard for the Allied soldiers to understand that or accept it. Oh yeah. And and you've almost got that that feeling of, well, these Allied soldiers are supposed to be, you know, the the good guys, but they're they're basically giving you know, they're not trusting of the Germans or anything like that. They're basically being yeah. racist to them and Yeah, yeah. I think you could yeah, you could definitely use it as an opportunity to really dissect some of those History you know, written by the women. His, yeah, exactly. In the wartime uh, sort of uh, mentality and, and, <laughs> and rhetoric that's thrown around and the propaganda and stuff. Yeah. That'd be fun. But now we're getting too fucking serious and deep into this idea. So I think we should throw it away and get another one. Oh, yeah. And then they all ragdoll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ragdoll. They're just constantly ragdolling. It's hilarious. <laughs> Three to one click. Upright Mill. Declared lighter. Okay. Upright Mill? Like yes. M-I-L-L? M-I-L-L. Okay. Uh, is, so, is this- um, The connection that I made there was like an arsonist uh, setting fire to like farms and things. Yep. And, and I don't know if you're trying to- I don't know how- I don't know what direction do you go. Do you make it an arcade thing where you're trying to set fire to each other's farms? No. <laughs> it's a bit dark. Uh, do you- I just don't want to go down the usual route of like, and you're trying to investigate- No, I'm, the I'm actually bu- thinking bu- 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 it's an introspective tale of, okay. of like this family who are caught in, in like, one of these arsonist fires. Mm-hmm. And the only, the only sort of place that is- that is currently safe from from fire is is the mill is the well whether it's a a windmill or whether it's just something else. I, I kind of picture like this this windmill on the top of a hill, you know, sort of the sun city in the background. You see smoke sort of around, but it's it's high enough on a hill to not actually um, be close enough to to the trees to get caught on fire. If you know what I mean, but- right? Well, and maybe it's like an an old mill that's like made of stone or something, yep. right? Like it's yeah, it's sort of a, a historical windmill or something that's been around for a few hundred years or or whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay. And and okay. And I th- I think it's you know it's one of these things that you could actually have like a radio with you that you- you're hearing how how the firefighters are going, saving your home and all this sort of stuff. And you've just got conversations yeah. between the family and- Well, so I'm sort of picturing now, actually, 
a retro 2D kind of style. Did you ever play? There was I can't remember what it was called, but um, there was a game where you were a family in a bunker with like radiation above and stuff, and you could like fall out. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was in a very specific kind of modern retro 2D style, as in like it's yeah. I think you know what I mean by that. Yes. Uh, and you know you had to you could had to like choose who to send out for supplies or to like fix your um like your water filter or different things. Anyway, I'm sort of thinking something along the line of that where you've almost got this like 2D cutout of the windmill or the mill in general. Maybe it's not a windmill. Maybe it's like a powered mill. So you you have to like if you want. Electricity, you have to- you could use it for electricity and like- but you have to have someone push it, you know, drive yeah. it and 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 push the thing around and, and that puts them at risk or something like maybe- and, and you're having to do things like, all right, well, we need to- if we're going to prevent the, you know, us from baking alive inside this thing, like it's not going to catch fire, but we have to- It's basically a huge kill. Like clear Let's- the trees around or like- <laughs> Make sure it's wet on the ground around certain things. So I'm sort of thinking it's almost like a, a resource management or a time management game of sorts, where you've got these tasks you need to need to balance to to make sure you survive. But then, obviously, yeah, at the same time, you can have these kind of introspective conversations going along, or or at the very least, like you know, choosing who does what has sort of emotional implications as well, and and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely picturing a um. A game where uh, I think maybe the father has passed away, and it's the mother and her yep. her son and daughter. The son's sort of a, a rebellious teenager, sort of thing, and they, you can definitely see that uh, maybe the mother is suspecting that uh, this is this is uh, her son who's sort of broken out and, oh. and set the fire, sort of thing. Yep. Yep. Okay, that could be interesting, yeah, to have that conversation going on while you're literally trying to protect yourself from the fire. Yep. And you're trying to dig in and de- determine whether it was him who has been because, because you've sort of, um, you know, linked, linked the idea that um, around the time that the father died- That the father died. The fire yep. started. Yep. And it, it, it's definitely something cool that you could do there, only to find out that it wasn't the son, it was the daughter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but okay. Um, but it was an accident. Yeah, the, at the, the this end, one, she This like, one isn't actually the part of the same arson thing. This is just at an the accident. she, like, pulls, pulls a lighter out of the doll she's been coming around. She's like, ooh, fire pretty. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because no, I, think, I think it's a five, five-year-old daughter sort of thing. Not, not yeah, a, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking teenage son and, like, a younger, a younger daughter. Yeah. No, I like that a lot because I, I, yeah, I feel like that story, if that's a good story hook to have those conversations there, good fodder for a good writer. Uh, and, but then having to balance it up with like, cause you could have things like if you have to leave in the middle of an important conversation, like maybe you can't finish it or maybe it affects the mood of your moody teenager, but like you've got no choice because you have to like, Go and make sure the the ground on that side is or like the the sprinklers are running or whatever. Like you've got different things to prevent the fire from coming close. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think you could have have little vignettes of of you know what's actually happening in in the in the fire efforts and all that sort of stuff that you could actually see 
you know, a little cutscene yeah. or something to, to sort of show that, yes, they, they are trying to get to you. They know that you're up there. And- well, and again, if this is sort of this resource management or juggling game, then you could have even something like the radio or the TV where you can choose to use up some of your power to view that because it, like, increases the morale of your kids to see that someone's coming to try to save you. But it risks, you know, not being able to use the pump for the water or, or something. And also risks smoke inhalation because, <laughs> like, you're outside with the with the smoke at the top of the mill or whatever it is. Yeah, like having to run having to run the mill to to you know up your batteries or something or whatever. Like you'd you'd set up some sort of some sort of uh, set of systems that powers all this stuff. But yeah, you have to make these interesting choices. Then it's very much um, fuck. What was that game? The gods uh, will. Something. The gods gods will be watching. Who makes that? I don't know. Uh, These aren't my sort of games. Deconstruct team. So, they've done a bunch of things. Oh, they made Red Strings Club. Yeah, they have very interesting- Which I still haven't played. (laughs) They do very interesting kind of um, uh, mechanics. And gods will be watching was one where it was was sort of like this. It was very sort of story-based, but it was all around balancing these- resources that you didn't really have a clear idea of how much you had of something, but you just knew that this affected this and, and, and you know, you have to try it over and over again. It was actually really difficult and I didn't get very far in it at all, uh, even though I think I backed it on Kickstarter. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that sort of thing is cool. Cool, cool, and cool. that is what I am thinking of. Let's click again. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Attempted pet. Mechanic reactor. (laughs) Is this a nuclear-powered robot dog? (laughs) It's either a nuclear-powered robot dog or it's a nuclear-powered laboratory that um, tried to create a a new pet. (laughs) Like a new type of pet? A new type of pet. Kind of like I'm picturing, uh, if you remember the start of Spore, where you had that awesome- uh, creature creator. Um, yep. Except, you know, there's some randomness that gets put in that totally fucks up the pet. <laughs> like, adds- Oh, I like that. Yeah. A- adds in, you know, some sort of, like, um, homicidal tendencies <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> if you could- If you could create a pet creature creator, which then had some sort of random mutations applied to it, which, like- more often than not, went into the direction of making them grosser so that you didn't want to touch them, <laughs> then that would be perfect. Because, uh, yeah, I love, I love this idea of giving someone this thing and cute, then, like, cuddly make but this slimy. super cute thing. <laughs> what did you say? Cute, cuddly, but slimy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's in it. It just, like, changes something slightly so- it's like eyes are fucking prickly or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then you still have to care for it because otherwise you're a monster. You can't put this thing down. No. And so then it becomes like a Nintendo style or like a Tamagotchi ish thing <laughs> where you're looking after this disgusting, gross creature that's like. Dragging its back legs along the ground because its bones turned into jelly in the mutation process. It leaves this, you know, trail of 
slime behind it, but it's still got the big, like, big eyes and lolling tongue that you gave it. And, and you know, if you look at it from the right angle, it's kind of cute. So, <laughs> it's I cute better feed it the birds it seems to like. <laughs> it's cute in profile only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then maybe part of the challenge is like trying to take the right photo to put in a in a like ad to to adopt it off to someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you get to modify your machine, and you do that by, you know, if you can if you can um, sell these custom pets, um, yeah, you know, to you, to you- the rich, basically saying that you can customize your own pet. Just, just give me the, the qualities that you want, and I'll make sure it's got all those qualities. <laughs> <laughs> it may have a few unwanted qualities, but we're not putting that in the ad. Uh, whoops, I put that in the ad. Fuck. <laughs> whoops, I put that in the ad too. Ah, oh, goddamn. <laughs> Stop dictating. I, I, did you just type what I said? <laughs> but I, I think it's to, it's to do with the quality of the of the plutonium that is powering this. Um, Laboratory. Uh, it's yeah, basically I think- of not a very good quality. So effectively, as you go, um, you can buy you can some get better higher- quality. Yeah, but yeah. It- you get the, the higher quality um, power plutonium. You get the less mutations there are. Except by that time, all of your mutated animals have become so chic. Now people are asking for, you know, the 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 seven eyed. Uh, slimy <laughs> creatures because it's cool to have them now. And so, now you actually have to choose to make those changes. I See, I thought you were going to say three-eyed, three-horned flying purple people leader, but- um. <laughs> No, that's- uh, we're going to have to cut that out. That's uh, copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> but we've done the game on that before. <laughs> Shh. Don't tell the lawyers. <laughs> All right, I like that a lot. It actually reminds me of uh, Mugenics, which never came out, but by the creator of uh, uh, Bunny Wysak and and Super Meat Boy. I thought oh. they were working on a game where you were like breeding cats with all different qualities and stuff. I think they're I think they're working on it again now, but it, it got put on a long hiatus. But I was looking forward to it for oh. a long time. But yeah, that kind of stuff. But this is better. <laughs> I think this is even better. <laughs> even better because you got the um, you've you've got somewhat the AI that is. That is driving yeah, got- these. Yeah, absolutely. That you definitely have to write the AI, which determines which gross mutations to add to your creature. <laughs> and I think sometimes it does just come out, uh, come out as like an unliving kind of mound of <laughs> pulsating flesh. Um, and, but luckily, you can just feed that to the creatures who do survive. So, <laughs> but it it happens to. Um- you know, give them extra powers, and that powers. Are I mean, it may gross. Be. that's the risk. Yeah, that's your risk. Okay, sure. three to one click. Yeah. <sighs> Mathematical responsibility. Uh, nuts disposition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I definitely don't want to be flippant about mental health, but. You could do an interesting story about, like, a mathematician who's sort of struggling with um, some sort of mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the gameplay is. It's maybe a bit too deep and dark for us right now. Yep. Yeah, three to one click. Yeah, okay. 
Oh, this is better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go first. Popular clothing. Honest scum. Honest scum? Honest scum. S-C-U-M. <laughs> oh, honest scum. Yep. I think mean gum, like chewing gum. Okay, no. honest scum. Ooh. And popular clothing. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, so, popular clothing made me think of, like, high school. Yep. And then honest scum makes me think of scumbags who are going through that same thing that Jim Carrey went through in Liar Liar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Liar Liar curse. Yep. <laughs> where, they, <laughs> where they can only tell the truth. <laughs> so, is this kind of a two-part story where, like, you play the kid of one of these criminals- it's like a, he's like a, um, a white collar criminal. <laughs> not, not quite along the lines of Jim Carrey, who was, it was not a criminal. He was just a lawyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same, same, isn't it? Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, but this is someone who's like, an, like embezzling or like fucking over their employees or whatever. Yeah. And so their kid goes to like a super, you know, uh, or maybe it's both. Maybe they both have this thing and the kid is like the super popular douchebag at school. Yeah. And the dad is the, you know, fucking super rich embezzler douchebag fucking over his employees and business partners. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, uh, is this like a visual novel or something where you, you get a bunch of selections, but you can only select the true ones? <laughs> The other choices just, you know, they give you some insight into the character's thoughts and and feelings, but you can't you can't choose them. Oh, I think I think you go to choose them, but it automatically chooses the other one. Or, <laughs> or maybe there's like mini games where the better you do, the closer you get to saying that, but it always changes to the truth at the end. Yeah. So you get those situations of Jim Carrey like trying to get it out of his out of his mouth. The pen is blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Well, let's dig a little bit deeper into, into sort of what happens then, I guess, if we've got that base premise. Okay. So, you really don't like this kid going in, but he's he's your main character. And the idea is that we try and, like, turn Sympathize him- with him. By sympathize with him. Like, yeah. Turn him into a- a more likable character. Yep. Yeah. Whereas I think the dad just stays an asshole. Oh, yeah. 100%. And so, by the end, the kid turns against the dad. Yeah, I like that. That could be an interesting kind of- Almost a coming of- Not a coming of age, but like a, you know, finding yourself sort of situation where this kid goes through and realizes that all the people he'd been a prick to are actually, you know, people as well and makes friends with them and- you know, maybe they maybe they even help to like put his dad into a situation where he gets brought down, and then the kid gets to go live with his mom like he realizes he wants. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of almost like the idea that at the start, like uh, the kid is making fun of these um, these nerdy kids who yeah have got have got you know like last season's fashion sort of thing, and you mm, know he hangs mm. around with his with his bunch of bunch of friends well and i think they're not even like super traditional nerdy i think they're just it's like this guy is so douchey that even the kids who would be you know relatively popular at a normal school are uh under you know 
a, a below par for him. And, yep. and yeah, he picks, chooses things like last season clothes or whatever to, to pick on them with. Yeah. But um, they're the ones who who sort of end up becoming his friends when the other the other people sort of turn against him uh, when he's you know telling telling truths that you know yeah things that he actually feels about his actual so called friends yep. like in the really popular clique yeah or how he feels about them like you know he's got a crush on someone or. Um, yeah, I don't, know, I think, don't think it's one of those things where you're compelled to tell the truth. Um, no, 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 I guess not. But if someone asks you a question- You can't lie. You have to answer- Yeah, you can't lie. I guess you could say nothing. Yeah. Nothing is always a correct answer according to Telltale. <laughs> <laughs> it provides an interesting writing thing, but I guess you could have a situation where you just say nothing constantly and people are going like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you, you have, have you- Lost your tongue, like laryngitis. What's happening? I can't lie. <laughs> I can't lie. Um, no, that's that's cool. I feel like yeah, yeah, that's a cool story. Tis. I don't know how much deeper we can go on that. Nope. Let's click again. Okay. Key stretch. Oh, key stretch. Yep. Hmm. Indefensible bullet. <laughs> <laughs> what if in this in this action adventure game, yeah, there was some mystical alien thing that happened, and mm-hmm. all keys turned floppy and stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredibly random thing uh, to have happen, but okay, okay. So all, all metals then. All metals then, but the main thing that causes this problem is keys, because now nobody can unlock anything. <laughs> yeah. But then again, um, although metal I guess is just bendy now, would also so- be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Metals are all bendy now, and most locks are made of metal, so you just push on the door. But the the idea being that you know there's basically been this massive shift where all metal is now um, rubber, basically rubber, except for lead. Okay. Hence, indefensible bullet, because you no longer got anything that they can really protect against bullets. <laughs> oh, they're the okay. strongest. So, you have to, like- So, they just- Everybody just starts building things out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> See my bulletproof vest? It's made of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> See that- See that building that collapsed? Well, we've propped it up with bullets. <laughs> But everyone got bullets for the new nails. <laughs> Just see this nail gun? Now it fires bullets. But we're using them as nails. <laughs> Nail bullets. <laughs> everyone just gets lead poisoning. The end. I, I don't know. I, I reckon there could be something there with the idea of, of you know, metal stretching and, and basically becoming the new rubber slash slimy stuff. Um, uh, yes. Potentially. I feel like metal is is so ubiquitous that, like, that is a huge change that makes it hard to come to terms with um, and sort of <laughs> sort of figure out the implications of from a gameplay perspective. Okay. So, what, what are most keys made out of then? I don't know. Like- Nickel? Yeah. Like, copper, <laughs> copper nickel alloy or something. 
Yeah. Well, wait, is nickel a cop- an alloy of copper? I don't uh, know. I think nickel is an alloy of copper. Yeah, I think. Oh, no, nickel is its own element. Is it? Yeah. Ah, majority of house keys are made out of a combination of nickel and silver or brass. Okay. There you go. So, All right, so maybe one particular element. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that nickel is now- Nickel just, like, melts into- Well, not melts, but, like, goes floppy. And it turns out that it um, it, it goes into, into like, a, a liquidy state in, um, in room temperature now. Okay. Oh, see. So okay. So they're having to like freeze all their keys. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that it's it's mainly just keys and and locks that and coins. Just- well, a lot oh, of yeah. coins and coins, <laughs> but mostly. I mean, oh, nickels, you reach into your pocket right? and you just pull out these slimy, <laughs> these slimy coins. <laughs> It's like, yeah, look, that's about 75 cents. Here you go. <laughs> oh, no. I'll, oh, yeah, uh, I'll give you uh, half a cup of co- <laughs> half a cup of coins. <laughs> you Just it. pour it out into the I, cash I'm, register. I'm picturing that, you know, um, these, these people reach into the tip jar and it's just <laughs> nickel yeah. all over their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what, I mean, what from a- <laughs> What? <laughs> I just pictured, and this is for the adults only coffee, they were at a key party. <laughs> 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 They're all melted together now. It just becomes an orgy then, and, doesn't and it? And they all just sort of go, oh, oh well. <laughs> oh then- well, I guess we just all fuck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what is this fucking game though? Like, where, okay, where do you where, opening scene of this game? Key party, <laughs> key party. The um, opening scene of this game is an orgy. This game is not getting released in Australia, despite our R plus R eighteen plus rating. Now, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to keep going and try to turn this into an actual game, or are you happy to just have built a strange situation that somebody could potentially make into a game and it will move um, on? I, I think I think what you could actually have is because I've been watching a lot of lock and key uh, recently. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I, I'm picturing that that basically you've got these different keys throughout the world that um, that actually are made of made of the different alloys and metals and that sort of stuff, and they're sort of like the master key, and that's what actually has been attacked and. Um, <laughs> So, I'm seeing Wait, this so as an it's act. like it's like the king of all keys was attacked, and so all the keys have gone limp. Yeah, and and then <laughs> <laughs> keys are actually an alien creature. Nobody knew it. They're all linked by hive mind. <laughs> so I'm thinking that the king of keys, <laughs> played just- by Kevin James. <laughs> Or Kevin Smith, either one. They're interchangeable, aren't they? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Jesus, no. <laughs> I'm just saying because um, Kevin Kevin Smith keeps on being mistakenly called Kevin James. So oh, that's okay. Why. Yeah. yeah. From a name point of view. I mean, yeah. they are very common sort of names. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I'm picturing- Paul Blart Mall Clerks, too. Huh? I said Paul Blart Mall Clerks, too. <laughs> oh god. Um 
So well, mole I, rat, actually, what am I doing? Mole rats. Mole rats is right there. Yeah. Paul Blatt mole rat. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. I just wanted to <laughs> mash up some Kevin Smith and Kevin James movies. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> what what do we call it? The the King of Keys or the Key Master? Uh, the Key Lord. Key Lord. Um, I think he's come un- under attack, and yep. the seven the seven um, keys of the world have been. Oh, stolen. the seven keys of power. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven uh-huh. keys of power have been stolen. Uh, yep. So there's seven levels that you got to go through, mm-hmm. and each key that you you come across basically re-solidifies a, a new- um, the different keys. Right. And I think- you, and you've got- you've obviously got, like, the key that's you know, opens a really important thing of sentimental value. And as you finish these seven levels, it just gets more and more erect. Yeah. As it, you know, regains its previous form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or this, this one key of sentimental value happens to be the, the last element that you- that you- um, try to. Well, it turns out actually that your your mom finally reveals to you that your father actually is the key lord, and yes, she fucked a key, and you're part key. <laughs> um, and she says it in those words exactly. Yeah, yes, in those I words in a run on run on sentence, <laughs> just like I just did. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how yes, to tell son. you this, but I, yeah, I don't know how to tell you this. Your dad didn't run away when you were a kid. He's the key lord. I fucked a key. Your part key. <laughs> <laughs> but mum, what do I unlock? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Cut to black. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> oh shit. So, so I'm you unlock my heart, son. <laughs> Wait, you've got a heart, son, too. Did you fuck a heart? Three to unclick. Extra teenage. Extra teenage. Oh shit! Ruined reward. Okay. Extra teenage makes me think this is like a, a, thir- a thirteen going on thirty or whatever. No, what's the like free or a Freaky Friday or a? Um, I think this is in big, the far future. Backwards big, where um, okay. it's set in America. Uh, so you've got so um, the ruined nuclear waste. Yeah, uh-huh. t- teenagers waiting, um, waiting to turn twenty one so that they can have alcohol. Okay, and. They've just changed the number system, <laughs> uh, so it, so it's base twelve now. Okay, so wait, they so they actually have to turn what's that like twenty five or something? Actually, now yeah, it, it, either either way, they they basically eleven and twelve, you know, sort of get added added into 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 like the teenagers. I believe it's like Dodec and something else. Like I can't. Yeah, I was right. Twenty five. Um, Wait, so they add digits then? They add digits and it they it's like Dotine and Dectine or whatever it is. And it's basically they've got extra teenage years and it's it's basically the um it's a story about how the kids rebel. <laughs> Troy, sometimes you come up with concepts that make it really fucking hard to yes and. 
<laughs> okay. This is a world where for some fucked up reason- I mean, it is America. They, they don't want to be like the rest of the world. So, they're like, no, fuck you. Everyone else is using base 10. We're switching to base 12, but we're not actually changing- any of the, like, at literal numbers. <laughs> so, yes, it's still 21. It's still 2-1 that you have to- uh, <laughs> That you, you have to be to drink. But that means that, li- like, in the rest of the world, that's 25. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks so much. Um, you can take this or leave it. Feel free. No, no. We're going with it. You've dug your fucking bed. Now you're going to sleep in it and be buried to, to death. What was your words again? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, ruined reward. <laughs> so the reward of of turning of turning of twenty one. Twi- yeah. So this just be- been okay. Because look, because I th- well because this is. At, it's the moment that this happens, right? It's the year that this happens. And so, these are the people who are fucked over the most. It's the people who are, like, on the boundaries <laughs> the, of okay, it's, this age. It's following this one kid um, who's literally turning 21 tomorrow. And they've just announced these new rules come into effect at midnight. So, he he goes from being 21 years old to, like, uh, 17 again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, if he's- Yeah. Or however it works. 18. Yeah. 18. Eight, he'd be 18 in base 12 if he's 20. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a converter in front of me for both directions so that we can work through this fucking batshit crazy idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> I'm just trying to think. So, like- uh, Because, yeah, this makes 12-year-olds 10. Yep. And it makes- yeah, fourteen-year-olds fucking doteen or whatever you said, or it just makes, or does it just make them be like in in <laughs> whenever you use more than base ten in in like programming, it usually just goes into letters. Yeah, um, um, I believe I was I was watching a, a YouTube video about this a little while ago, and there are some different symbols okay. uh, for what equivalent ten and eleven actually look like because twelve just looks like uh, ten. But yes. there's, there's two extra symbols. There's, like, Doe and Deck, from what I remember. Okay. This site's saying A and B, but that's- Yeah, but that's programming yeah. speak. But yeah. Um, all right. Doe and Deck. That's really confusing. That's fine. Well, is it Deck and Doe? Because Deck could means be, tent. Could be uh, Deck and Doe. So, is this just, like- Is this a math game? <laughs> just do all the- <laughs> Um, you have to do all the conversions. <laughs> it's teaching you bases. I know. I, I, I just- I kind of think it's so funny that uh, the US have, have gone with this system when when they wouldn't even convert to metric. Like, so, you can have those sort of conversations in there. It's like, but we never even converted to metric. So now they convert to metric, but it's all metric in base 12. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck with anyone. And they're like, yep, we're still going to space. This thing is 10 centimetres long. You tell me what the fuck that means. And everyone's like, no, that's 12 centimetres. And they're like, no, it's 10. 12 is fucking 14. <laughs> Three to one, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't my brain hurts. My brain hurts. Oh, God. 
Saved automobile. And I've got predictable companion. Oh, okay. So, my thought was that this is like the story of a car that's like junked. It's kind of a, it's kind of like a, almost not a Disney-esque, but like a- So, you don't want a Herbie-esque? I guess, well, I was thinking sort of anthropomorphic-ish. Like, I was thinking cartoonish of sorts or like one of those sort of- you know, this car gets junked and then, like, wakes up and its whole story is this story about coming back from the junkyard and, like, regaining its confidence in itself. Which is pretty much Herbie. <laughs> I guess so, yes. Fine. It's fucking Herbie the love bug the game. <laughs> we have done that before. Um- <laughs> what? Have we? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. I guess it's when you get to early. episode 178. Um, but, no, I, I like the this idea is of, the like, sequel. A, a Knight Rider-y sort of- Mm. Um, good Christine. Um. <laughs> the old adventures of good Christine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get um, Julie Louis Dreyfus to play do the voice. Oh yeah! Basically, the female Herbie is that was Julie old Louis Christine Dreyfus. Christine. That is that is awesome. Um, okay, so who's the predictable companion in this? Because uh, I'm thinking that the, the person that that um, is the companion is actually the- it's the new owner of the car. Yeah, that makes sense, you know, particularly if you're going in a sort of Herbie direction. Herbie-esque. Is it like a teenager getting their first car? Is yeah, it- I think it's a teenager getting a, a, a young- well, not a young, but, you know, like a-, a Yeah, an 18- 17-18-year-old girl- Getting their first yep. car. Um, yep. The whole thing is spoken, is like introspective narration by Julia Louis Dreyfus because you play the car. As the car. Yep. You actually play the car. Definitely. The whole thing. And, you know, you're sort of almost teaching your human to drive. <laughs> right. And to live. And to live. And, and to and, love. And to love, yes. And to fuck. <laughs> 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 no. oh. Well, I mean, it's a, she's a teenager. I mean, I guess she's a, you know, maybe she's a little bit of a, a late bloomer for sort of current um. standards, however you may think of that. But, I mean, she might get down dirty in the front seat of this car. And <laughs> if, 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 if fucking good Christine wants to give her a little shove to make her- Push her in the right direction, then. Oh, but I think I think maybe good Christine. Um, I think good Christine actually kicks like the um when, when things get a little bit. Oh, uh, like he gets a bit overly and handsy and overly handsy, and she said no. Um, by which Christine, I mean sexual assault. Yeah, uh, good Christine literally kicks the um kicks the the boy out of the car. Well, it doesn't have to yes. be. Boy, it can be anything that we want. Yeah, um, I, I like the idea that it's- yes, the assailant um, at that point. The assailant, yes, uh, and maybe good Christine also has some has some killer tendencies depending on how you play the game. So good Christine could also be <laughs> bad. Backs over him. <laughs> <laughs> the headlights turn red, narrow. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, what sort of game is this? I mean, it sounds 
It sounds kind of like you're going through different sections where sometimes you're you're you've got control over like the car, like you have full control over the car, and the person and that the, your driver is just like, what the fuck, this car's driving itself, or is it just you're doing subtle little <laughs> things like flicking on the headlights or like the windscreen wipers or whatever? Like, how are you communicating or how are you taking control here? Um, I think you do have cont- uh, um, slight control over the car, but obviously the um, the companion has control over the steering wheel yeah. and, and the pedals, but obviously you, maybe can, you can apply situations. them if you need to. Yeah, it feels a little bit like a Telltale-ish game to me, where it's mostly mm-hmm. you know, narrative story-based, but you're making decisions and have, you know, options or, or situations where it's like- yeah, you can you can answer by turning your windscreen wipers on or whatever. Yeah, um, I I do like the idea of being able to uh, open doors. You know, you got full control over the over the when the doors open and all that sort of stuff. You got full control yeah. over, um, you know, turning the radio on and and turning the radio off and and basically turn the climate the radio control. On, turn the- Isn't that a song? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I like it. But, yeah, I think when when the companion's not in the car, then you do have full control over the actual um, movement o- of the car. So, you've also got, like, typical driving driving levels of of having to maybe have, have your own rendezvous with, like, a Herbie-esque car. <laughs> oh, right. So, good Christine gets laid, too. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say car sex. Now you they did. can just be they can just be mutual friends and plutonic friends. Yeah, all right. That's not that's less fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think I think we'll leave it there. Uh, shall we move on to our final click picture? Do you okay. have one in the barrel? I do have one in the barrel. Three, two, one, enter. What the fuck? Jesus Christ! Is that an octopus on a? An apple? <laughs> okay. Um, this is gonna this is gonna take a little bit of explaining, folks. Yes. Um, Bear with us. It's it's either an apple or it's or it's a very unusual tomato. I uh, think it, well because there are apples in the foreground. So, yeah. Although there's also a lobster and shit. So. Yeah. So this girl is blindfolded. She's got. What looks to either be an octopus on top of an apple, or it's an alien being <laughs> on an apple. It's definitely um, an octopus, but well, I guess I'm, we could take I'm it thinking as alien, alien for, being. for the for the for game. The story. Yeah, that's fine because it it's makes ten- tentacular. She's currently being blindfolded, so she's. It's almost like a guess the food. Uh, there's someone <laughs> in the mirror that is sort <laughs> of just, in the just like hanging out. It's these three. It's three women. And there's obviously a feast in front of this blindfolded woman, and there's a, a third woman seductively blindfolding her. Yeah. And they're all in, like, lingerie-ish sort of get-up. Okay, so I'm picturing this as, as almost an initiation into a witch's coven. Well, like an alien cult or something, yeah. right? Like- Oh, yeah. In- where you need- yeah. is it- Oh, it's like- This is an alien parasite- so, these other two women have already been infected and they're yep. initiating this other woman. She doesn't know. She doesn't know she's about to swallow this alien parasite and become, you know, merged consciousness with it. Yeah. 
Okay. That's interesting. I'm not sure why they have to be so sexy while they do it, but whatever. Um, because these aliens don't- uh, the first- the only thing they saw when they- when they- um, came down and took over these over these two two women. The only the the oh, thing that okay, they this saw like was the like very- this was a cosmopolitan magazine that was opened and there was like <laughs> it was a shoot it was a photo shoot. <laughs> this like an alien ship landed in the middle of a cosmo photo shoot. And so they just think that this is normal. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I, I think I think you could go pretty far with this is an alien this is an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. But you play the alien parasite. So, um, oh. you're actually trying to trying to take over the world. All right. I, I kind of like this. <laughs> I kind of like this idea that these three alien parasites crash landed or, or, in, crashed or came down to invade. And but when they got there, there were just these two women in the middle of a photo shoot. And you're the third parasite who didn't get a host. Yeah. And and so the game is there is you just like you're you're playing the third alien parasite and you're slithering around in your fucking little t- tentacle body or whatever. Yep. As they try as they try to find a host for you. Okay. So I'm picturing that you're actually the leader of this group. Yeah. And the other two are bumbling sort of parasites. So, so they keep on making mistakes and, and basically you stay as, yes. as this like is the parasite. very throughout. much a kind of Looney Tunes-esque pinky in the brain kind of thing where you're this diminutive, diminutive, you know, alien parasite that's having to like be carried by these dumbass people. And this is not to obviously put anything on the women who became their hosts. They no. no longer have any consciousness left. They're dead. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're fucking- Yeah, they're bumbling as all shit. And so, you're having to yell in your little, like, bubbly, squeaky voice. <laughs> no, you fucking- in- <laughs> Fucking idiot. It's so She's cute. She's not going to eat me if I'm just on an apple. <laughs> I'm now, now picturing, you know, these-, these- Big like chibi like eyes on the parasite in certain oh, yeah. cutscenes and all this sort of stuff and you know yeah yeah it's all definitely. cute but then they're swearing all the way through it <laughs> yeah um, yeah and I'm picturing kind of I don't know adventure game ish I guess yeah uh, I think just just to sort of break the mold of of like the model um, models being stupid and that sort of stuff there's there's like Easter eggs that you can read into that actually show that these women are actually they were rather successful and they were just using the modeling job to, to sort of pay their way through medical school or whatever it Definitely. is. Definitely. This was a, this was actually a shoot for Scientific American and it was ironic. Yeah. Because they're like this fucking quantum physicists. So I think in this, going into the into the backstory of these parasites, it turns out that these women aren't actually dead. They can actually be uh, the parasites can elect to leave. But they've got to be shown the sort of error of their ways when they when they realise that, hang on, these humans aren't aren't so bad. They're not not something that we really want to try and take over. Right? Yeah, they kind of yeah reconcile their differences. Mm-hmm. They they elect to crawl out of their mouth, sort of thing. Yeah, it's still it's pretty gross, but it's all for the good of 
of uh, human-alien parasite relations. Oh, um, oh, oh, okay. It turns out, like, this whole thing about them forcing forcing themselves on on the on unsuspecting victims like mm-hmm. i think it it's one of these things that it doesn't actually take hold as well so you get a few different um a few different like hosts throughout the game but for some okay. reason like you never quite get to the host in time the the dumb bumbling ones always happen to get to the host before you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're constantly telling them, like no i get first pick cuz ah oh, fuck too late <laughs> and there's like a there's a conditioning um, period or something, so you can't just like tell them to get out. Yeah, I think you actually find you know some scientists who actually say, well, does it ha- does it have to be a forceful takeover, or can this can this be a symbiotic relationship? Yeah, can can we talk about consent, please? And it's it's basically a whole sh- whole game about consent and why consent yeah, is important. I like that. I like using alien parasites as a as a way to talk about. Meaningful consent. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And- this picture's fucked up, though. Why who, Why did someone take this picture ever? Come on, stock photo guys or girls. Like, come on, stock photo artists. Like, it's ridiculous. I no love it. Gonna use this. I love it. Okay. Okay. I think I think we're going to leave it there. If you want to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there. You can follow our podcast to find out when new episodes come out. You can leave a review for us. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, and you can also follow us personally as creators and see when we appear on uh, other episodes, which we will both be on one coming very soon uh, to the 8 cast, I believe, our episode uh, with uh, Jono and Dane is being released uh, soon. Yeah, very soon. Or you it- can go... Speaking of speaking of eight bit, we are also part of the eight bit collective, and this is a group of podcasters around pop culture and uh, video games and a variety of different things. And we're all friends, and we love each other, and it's fantastic. And go to eight bit.net, and you can check out all those other podcasts. Go uh, support the Patreon and throw some bucks their way or our way, because uh, why not? Go check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network for all your gaming podcast needs. Uh, so, search for Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the use of the song Amount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. Oh, so that's why my dick looks like a key.